With his unique perspective on the medical legal system, here's Victor Cotton. Welcome to the Law and Medicine Podcast. Do you know that you have legal immunity for anything related to COVID? Are you aware that it's nearly impossible for a COVID patient to win a medical malpractice lawsuit against you? And do you know that from a medical malpractice perspective, the safest place in all of medicine is treating a COVID patient? I suspect you don't know any of those things because that information hasn't been shared with practicing physicians. I'll talk about why in a few minutes, but I first want to explain this incredible legal protection. And this is not an exaggeration. What I'm going to say is the greatest thing you've ever heard about medical malpractice. There is a federal law called the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, which goes by the acronym PREP. And this law gives the Secretary of Health and Human Services the power to declare a health emergency, which he did for the COVID pandemic on March 10th. And once that declaration was made, the PREP Act sprang to life and covered every doctor with a blanket of immunity for anything related to COVID. And that immunity will endure until the pandemic is declared over. So what does immunity actually mean? It means that a court's required to dismiss any COVID lawsuit that's filed against you, regardless of whether the lawsuit's related to patient death, injury, emotional distress, pain and suffering, lost wages, or medical expenses. It all gets dismissed. If a COVID-related lawsuit's filed against you, all you have to do is show up in court and say, Your Honor, under the protections afforded by the PREP Act, I have immunity for this lawsuit. And in response, the judge is required to dismiss the entire lawsuit. Case over. And he's required to do that regardless of whether what you did was right or wrong, good or bad, negligent or even grossly negligent. None of it matters. That's what immunity means. It means you cannot be liable and you do not have to defend yourself. What we have here is the greatest legal protection that any doctor in the United States has ever had. Far better than any Good Samaritan law, better than the CARES Act, and better than the Volunteer Protection Act. Because all of those laws have multiple caveats. In contrast, the PREP Act has only one caveat. The only situation where the PREP Act does not provide immunity occurs if you intentionally harm a patient, which none of us are going to do anyway. And as a result, from a practical perspective, there are no exceptions to the immunity. Here's the technical description of this amazing protection. The immunity covers any lawsuit caused by, arising out of, relating to, or resulting from the use of a medical countermeasure against COVID. The immunity covers any lawsuit caused by, arising out of, relating to, or resulting from the use of a countermeasure against COVID. So, what then is a countermeasure? Well, it sounds like it's something exotic, but here's the definition. Countermeasures include any antiviral and any other drug, 
any biologic, any diagnostic, any device, or any vaccine used to treat, diagnose, cure, prevent, or mitigate COVID-19. Any antiviral or any other drug, any biologic, any diagnostic, any device, or any vaccine used to treat, diagnose, cure, prevent, or mitigate COVID-19. In practical terms, if you're diagnosing, treating, or managing COVID, the things that you're using are countermeasures, and you're therefore immune. Examples. A COVID patient develops respiratory failure, and based on some preliminary data, you treat him with an antiviral. Unfortunately, the patient has a bad reaction to the antiviral, and he dies. You're immune. Why? Because the scenario involves the use of an antiviral. An antiviral is a countermeasure, and you have immunity for countermeasures. So if the patient's family sues you because of his death, the case will be dismissed. Next example. You initiate treatment of a COVID patient with an antiviral, but you mistakenly give him too much medication and he dies. You're immune. You have immunity for any injury caused by the use of a countermeasure, even if you used the countermeasure incorrectly as long as you didn't intentionally harm the patient. So in this situation, you made a mistake. The patient died and you probably committed malpractice. You may have been negligent, grossly negligent, or even reckless. I don't know, but none of it matters. As long as you didn't intentionally harm the patient, you are immune. Now, I know the patient safety people aren't happy with what I just said. They're not happy with most of the things that I say. So, let me clarify my position. I'm not saying that this mistake doesn't matter or that we shouldn't work to prevent it because it does matter, and we should try to prevent it. What I'm saying is that the physician here is not liable. If the patient's family files a lawsuit, that lawsuit will be quickly dismissed. No discovery, no deposition, no settlement discussions, and no jury trial. An antiviral is a countermeasure, and the family's lawsuit would therefore relate to a countermeasure. The improper dosing of a countermeasure, but a countermeasure nonetheless. The immunity therefore applies and the case would be dismissed. Next example. You test a patient for COVID and the result is positive, but you misread the result as negative. You tell the patient that he's negative, he goes home, infects his entire family, and they all die. You're immune. Countermeasures include any drug, any biologic, and any diagnostic test. And what you did here was a diagnostic test, a COVID test, and you therefore have immunity. Now, you might be thinking, but this was clearly my fault. Yes. So how then is this defensible? Well, it's probably not defensible, but we don't have to defend it because you're immune. That's what immunity means, that you do not have to defend yourself. The only way you can lose any of these cases is if you intentionally harmed these people. But even in that situation, the PrEP Act still protects you. 
And I say that because if a plaintiff lawyer alleges that you intentionally harmed these people and that you should therefore lose your immunity, he must first convince a three-judge panel of the United States District Court for Washington, D.C. that this was the case. He has to go to D.C. and convince three judges that you intentionally harmed these people. And to make it even harder, he has to prove that by clear and convincing evidence. And this is a little technical, that in a regular malpractice trial, the plaintiff has to prove his case by a preponderance of the evidence. In other words, he must show that it's more likely than not that you committed malpractice. More likely than not is the standard in the usual malpractice case. But that's not enough here. The attorney here has to convince a three-judge panel by clear and convincing evidence that you intentionally harmed these people. The bottom line is that the PREP Act makes every step more difficult for the plaintiff. He must prove that we intentionally harmed him. He must convince a three-judge panel that this was the case, and he must do so by clear and convincing evidence. And if the plaintiff can't do all of those things, then he loses. The end result is that the PREP Act provides us with multiple layers of protection which is a wonderful thing for those of us who are risking our lives in caring for these patients. And to show you that all of this is indeed true, here's an actual case. Back in 2009, during the H1N1 flu pandemic, the Secretary of Health and Human Services made a declaration similar to the one that was made for COVID. And this declaration provided immunity for treatments and vaccinations related to H1N1. So the legal situation then was identical to what we have now for COVID. And as the story goes, a school nurse mistakenly gave a flu shot to a kid without the parent's consent, and the kid became ill. So the parents filed a lawsuit alleging that the nurse had violated their right to informed consent, which she clearly had. Now, under normal circumstances, this lawsuit would have been difficult to defend. However, these were not normal circumstances because the PREP Act gave the nurse immunity for any lawsuit related to a flu vaccination. And the appellate division of the Supreme Court of New York ruled that this immunity, which covered any lawsuit related to a flu shot, must also cover an informed consent lawsuit. The nurse therefore had immunity and the case was dismissed. As I said, this immunity is unlike anything you've ever seen. It even covers informed consent violations. However, there is a catch, and the catch is that no one wants you to know about this protection. None of the medical legal experts mention it. None of the medical journals discuss it, and none of the folks in organized medicine talk about it. If you do a Google search of the words PrEP Act and COVID immunity, you will get multiple pages of hits from health and human services, law firms, and various legal journals. 
but you will not find one hit from anyone who has anything to do with the practicing physician. None of the organizations that are allegedly advocating on behalf of doctors have said anything about this incredible protection. Here in Pennsylvania, the Medical Society assures us that they're working for tort reform. Yet when the federal government gives us the ultimate tort reform, eliminating the tort of medical malpractice, the Medical Society is completely silent. And even after hearing this podcast, none of these organizations, none of these people are going to say a word about the PrEP Act. And I know that they listen to my podcast because they send me emails complaining about the things I say. But their false criticism doesn't deter me. A few months ago, I ran into a physician who has a prominent position in organized medicine. His name and organization are not worth mentioning. But I told him about the PREP Act and suggested that he should disseminate this information as it would be very encouraging to physicians. And he responded by saying that this wasn't a good idea because if doctors learn that they have immunity, it could lead to complacency and even more patients would die from medical errors. And before you let that statement irritate you, I want to point out that he said it because that's the type of physician that he is, that they all are. No one else is going to tell you this, and the folks in organized medicine will forever deny it. But the PREP Act gives you immunity for any lawsuit related to COVID. And as a result, from a medical malpractice perspective, the safest place in all of medicine is caring for a COVID patient. If you'd like to learn more about the medical legal aspects of the COVID pandemic, I invite you to listen to a CME program that I recorded. It's available here at lawandmed.com, and if you enter COVID as your discount code, it will reduce the price by 20%. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Victor Cotton, physician, attorney, and founder of Law & Medicine. If you'd like to learn more about us or support our efforts, we invite you to visit our website at lawandmed.com. We offer a variety of online educational courses for which you can earn Category 1 CME credit. Many of our courses can be used to meet your malpractice insurance company's requirements for a policy discount. And if you receive a CME allowance from your employer, we can provide you with a receipt which can be used to obtain reimbursement. This has been a production of Law & Medicine, Hershey, Pennsylvania. All rights are reserved.